Welcome to Real Weddings with Sarah. I'm Sarah Kennedy from Irish Wedding Blog, one of Ireland's leading sources for wedding inspiration, advice and support. Real Weddings with Sarah brings you an inside snoop of some of Ireland's best-loved personalities and celebrity weddings. Join me as I indulge on all of the wedding goss. are very welcome to today's episode, which is all about wedding makeup. Yes, this is the big one. When we think forward to the big day, we want to see a version of ourselves that is the best version. Radiates beauty and glamour on the wedding makeup journey. I'm joined by four ladies who are absolutely stunning. And trust me, if you could see what we are recording, they all rocked up with their beautiful makeup artist heads. And I'm just out of the shower like a bag of rats. <laughs> Anyway, they're very well respected in their fields. So first up, I have my longtime Loretto friend. We uh, we did dance competitions together and everything. She's a total babe. It's Pamela Matthews, hair and makeup. We're going to be focusing on makeup, of course. She is phenomenal at makeup. She has worked on many celebrities as well as brides. And I'll go on off. She's looked after celebrities on their big day. Um, and of course, she looked after myself here and there. Um, I'm <laughs> A professional moocher off the poor child and then next I have my fellow platform girl I've got Hayley Coleman she was on a podcast with us there going back just over a year ago and we were talking about her big day she is hugely hugely influential in inspiration for brides across the country and of course in her mainland of Mayo she's an educator in her field but she was a bride herself as I said so she's come full circle so she now knows the full jigs and reels of it now having sat on both sides I have another platform girly with me. I've got Patricia of PR Makeup and Art, and she is one of Galway's leading makeup artists. She is so highly sought after. She's looking after many celebrity and influencers' faces. She's worked with Charlotte Tilbury. Her work is featured in, God, the list goes on, Galway Now, Galway Now Weddings, RSVP. She's done it all. And finally... I have, of course, my longtime buddy in the industry and my bride of the year and wedding and honeymoon show pal, Kira Smith Makeup, who is a key presence in all things bridal editorial and bridal makeup. She's based both in Dublin and Leitrim. She is going to be joining me at the Ida School at the Bride of the Year show coming up at the end of this month. So that's the 28th and 29th of January. You can get tickets to that over on wed.ie. Plus, you will get to see her work as her and her team will be looking after all of the models on the, on the catwalk show. And also, Kira, what stand are you on? Do you remember? Ooh, she's L12, always I the, think. She's always in front of the catwalk, but yeah. she will be there for the chats. So overall, ladies, you're so welcome. Thank you. Woo-hoo. What a warm welcome. welcome. I, I need to take oh, a breath yeah. after that. It's like <laughs> what an introduction. What an introduction, right? I think that's it. That's all we've got time for, folks. It was nice of you to join in. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Look, let's get stuck in, right? Because this is such, my God, like over the last month, I've had so, so many questions coming in about makeup. And I think there is that sense out there with brides that, um, you know, they really want to secure a really good makeup artist for their day. So they're they're booking it along with their venue at the moment from what I'm seeing. So as soon as they set the date, they're getting out there and finding a good makeup artist because you know yourself, it's the one thing that represents you on the day. You, It has to be right. So look, I'm going to start off, Pamela, I'm going to come to you first. So a bride gets engaged. 
Yeah. Like at what point should she start thinking about sourcing her makeup artist? What do what, what do you think? I think as soon as you get engaged and you know kind of what your your style is, start thinking about your makeup artist then because like once you know your style, it makes it that little bit easier. Um and start researching into makeup artists that that can define that style for you. Um, there's no point in researching makeup artists just because they're a certain name or if they're not your style, then it, it's pointless. Yeah, so like you could be looking at, you know, someone who's like, you know, a a great celebrity makeup artist does an awful lot with celebrity. But then when you look at their bridal portfolio, it may be like it just doesn't stack up. Yeah, exactly. And it might not be like you could be a boho bride, you could be a really glamorous bride. So you need to look for makeup artists that are in that kind of genre. Um, But as soon as you get engaged, start doing your research. It's never too early to research. Now, typically bridal makeup artists won't open their diary for about a year beforehand. Like, for example, my 2024 diary only opened there in September. Um, So you can make your inquiries um, or know kind of what you're doing and then start making your inquiries about 18 months to a year before your date to to start booking then. Okay, and Haley, just for yourself, like, uh, you know, obviously you would be very well connected. You knew who your makeup artist was going to be. So it was quite an easy journey for you and you were getting married. But where should brides start to find their makeup artist? Like what's where where do you go? Where do you recommend? Um, I suppose there's so many forums and things like that out there now. And there's so much for brides. But Instagram is still such a huge platform for like bridal makeup artists to be able to, I suppose, express their work. Um, a lot of brides even look at their own makeup, like makeup artists, what they wear. Um, and I just, I still feel Instagram is huge, you know, in, in yeah. terms of, I, I think, artists being able to showcase their work. Um, there's also like forums on Facebook, sometimes wedding fairs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do still think like online is a huge platform. Yeah. Particularly for... when there's real weddings, like when they're actually physically showing the real life work and then you marry yeah. that then with whatever the professional photographer has put up of that wedding, yeah. you're getting a great sense of, okay, that's what it looks like with the normal 100%. iPhone, but that's what it looks like when it's professionally shot. It's not even the makeup. You can see the hair, the dress, the flowers, everything together. together so I yeah. think that's why online is still a huge, huge platform to be able to showcase your work. Um, And also as well, people get to know you as a makeup artist. I think that's huge on a morning of a wedding because, you know, you are part of the morning, the crack, the banter, everything. such an intimate morning. Like there's tears, there's, you know. Yeah. And like, I just love, like everyone's like, oh my God, I follow you online and I feel like I know you, you know, and it's like, and they're like, I'm so glad you're here on my day. And that's kind of what you want as a makeup artist. And people kind of not only like your work, but it's your personality and being able to like come into their family home, you know? Yeah. So follow on Instagram and get a sense of that makeup artist and see what their, you know, their personality, how that comes through, through Absolutely. how they use social media and how they, how they talk, I suppose, to, to their audience. Yeah. I have a website and it, it's good to be able to showcase my work, but it doesn't doesn't showcase me as a person. So mm. I do feel online still is a massive platform. Okay. Um, and that's why wedding fairs, a lot of people like to go to meet the person um, as well. Yeah. So I do think it, it is, you know, that's where I think everyone can, you know, do their work and do their homework. Yeah, it's brilliant. And um, Patricia, what is the process? So you see a makeup artist you like, right? And you yeah. that she's me. She's a bit of me. I like her style. I like how she wears her makeup. And I like the, the, the work that she's done all here on Instagram. So like, you know, 
what what is that process? What do you do? What should a bride do? Um, so always better to over communicate than to miss anything, right? So when you see it and you like it, email straight away or do a DM, confirm how the booking system works with that particular person. Um, and sometimes MUAs, like Pamela already mentioned, open their diaries to a particular year prior to the um, event. But however, say for me personally, I always kind of welcome wedding inquiries anyway. Um, it's ideally within a year or the following year. So say this year coming or the following year, it's always a good one to have. Give yourself that time. Um, I also recommend to all my brides, brides to book a trial as soon as possible. Okay. No so later, you... maybe than three months um, okay. ahead of the wedding. Um, simply because this gives enough time to discuss the dream wedding makeup apply any changes if any and beauty is an art industry uh, well makeup is an art industry and um, we all are artists with a different vision so what I like to compare it to is like a painting and you may not like the same painting as someone else basically so it's very individual and it's very personal um, so I do recommend to kind of having that vision with in your head um, and also adapting that to a makeup artist that you're trying to to book okay um so say within makeup artistry um it's quite important that you both of you understand the vision and that the makeup artist provides the results that you want um, and that you wish for so it really is important that you kind of book the trial in advance and also remember that um, it's also on the day that you have to work with that person. So it also gives you an opportunity to meet the artist, like Hayley mentioned uh, personally, and to, um, and to um, find that vision of yourself that when you look at the pictures in five years time, you're definitely going to love to what you actually see. Of course. And, and look, Kira, I know um, we've just talked about the trial. So, we call it a trial as if you're being put on trial, but it's a tri- it's a trial run. Right. So it's to try and get like, you know, this is this is what it could look like. And it's a le- it's it's an opportunity to tease out. Oh, I don't like that eyeliner. I like this and I like that. So, like, talk me through what happens at a trial. Yeah. So basically, when you come into the trial, um, I hold my trials in both Dublin, uh, Temple Bar and Kirk and Shannon. So it depends when the artist, um, you know, is holding her trial days. But basically, when the comes in I always think it's super important communication like Patricia said communication is key and talking to your bride seeing exactly what she wants to go for and the bride as well really opening up and talking to the artist and explaining what she wants to go for um like even earlier on today I took a phone call off a bride and she was saying to me that she was really quite nervous about having her makeup done because she doesn't usually wear very much um and I was just explaining to her look you know we'll talk to each other at the trial and discuss everything and I'll actually sit down with you and show you every single product I'm putting on um and where I'm putting it you know yeah and I think that's it's it's all about putting the mind at ease isn't it because you you and I think it is that thing where you go in with such a high expectation that I'm going to 
be and look like this thing that I focused my 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 head on looking at Instagram. And then it is that nervousness of like, well, how is this going to turn out? And am I actually going to like this makeup artist? And what does it mean? How do you go about if, if you're not like if somebody's not happy, what what do they do? Because I get a lot of DMs where they're saying like, I wasn't happy, so I just walked away. And I'm kind of going, well, did you not go back and talk to them like and see just because, you know, you, you all have a skill. So it's not like you can't adapt because of eyeliner. Do you know what I mean? It's, you know, it is, it's a, it's a trial for a reason. Yeah, well, I just think communication is just key with everything. Explain to your makeup artist what you're going to go for. Like, that's the thing with, with makeup artists. Like, and that's why it's so important. Instagram, as um, Hayley was saying, is a really good platform to look at because you want to see that the makeup artist that you've booked for your wedding is able to do loads of different people that she's not just doing herself on her page mm-hmm. that she's doing the mom that she's doing the granny the great granny the bridesmaid with the blonde hair the bridesmaid with the sallow skin all these different skin types like you want to like on my feed especially I make sure that I'm putting all different skin types skin tones different ages of people like brides nowadays are every age like even the bride I was talking to earlier she was in her um late 50s and she was saying look I'm not an like a younger bride or whatever have you worked with people like me before and I'm like oh my god like I've worked with brides of every single age like that's the difference when you're booking a wedding professional makeup artist to Mm -hmm. say a Saturday night makeup artist of course they are specializing in that area so they're doing the great granny they're doing the mother they're doing the younger bridesmaid and even the four-year-old child you know Mm -hmm. doing their little lip gloss and stuff like that it's booking somebody that's able to adapt to all them people that are around you on the day of your wedding and if it doesn't work out sometimes this does happen like a bride mightn't like your style of makeup again that's where it comes back to Instagram booking a makeup artist that suits your style and what you're looking for a big massive thing for me is as well if it sometimes this does happen a bride will come in and she might have 12 different pictures of makeup that she wants she's like and are they all jarring are they and I like this yeah this completely different looks and you're like okay so you like a sparkly eye but yet you like a mad eye or you like this pink blush but wait a second you don't want any blush at all so it's really communicating breaking it down I'm sure you girls are like yes she I've yes. definitely been there with that bride that has a million photographs and I'm like taking them away like literally like you want to have two or three photographs max and saying this is what I would like this is what I don't like and sometimes as well like if a bride is really nervous I'll always say actually do you know what pull up a picture of you on a Saturday night and show me how your makeup is and I'll talk them through okay so you do like eyeliner you do like this and like key things like okay I love to pencil in my brows or oh I never pencil in my brows they're key things to let your artist know that you've never penciled in your brows before so I'm not going to go in and start whacking on a load of gel liner on your brows or anything like that I'm going to make sure that I do like a soft little brush through them explain to your your makeup artist how you normally wear your makeup and we're just going to do a better more polished version nearly of that do you know what I mean yeah and and tell me this, Pamela, back yeah. to you, like we were just talking about the, the smorgasbord of uh, of imagery that arrives in at a trial. What is the what should they what should they bring to a trial? So have a look on the like, as Hayley touched on with Instagram being so big at the minute, have a look on your chosen makeup artist Instagram feed or Facebook or whatever or her website and bring images of brides that she has done in the past. Um, a, a bride arrives in with images of makeup done by loads of different makeup artists it's it's not that it's an insult but it's we want to see them showing us our work work that we've created that we can say oh that was such and such a lipstick and we use such and such eyeshadows on our eyes and like we can recreate them looks far easier because we know exactly what we used um and 
it, it's our style of makeup. So we're not trying to recreate something that another artist has done. We're just trying to recreate stuff that we've done in the past, maybe a slightly different version of it, tweak it for that particular bride, change the colour of the lipstick, change the colour of the blush. Do you know? So definitely have a look on Instagram. Pinterest is great, but it's very heavily filtered and it's not true to reality. So And it's a lot of American weddings yeah. and style, I find, when it comes to makeup, which we kind of do things a little bit differently, you know. Yeah, oh no, definitely. Have a look on Instagram on, on your chosen makeup artist feed. I think that's the it's the biggest compliment you can give your makeup artist as well, is to arrive in with images that she has created. Um yeah. and then she can recreate it for you or take snippets of each of, of each of the images. Like five or six images is loads to bring in with you. Don't there's no point coming in with ten or twelve images um that are all completely different. Have five or six images that are similar. Some will have differences and we'll take snippets of each of them and recreate that look then tailoring it for that particular bride should they be bringing bridesmaids mothers like like is there an approach to the bridal party or is it like just trust us we know what to do on the day they're not as important as you so we just do you what what's 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 the system sometimes i feel if there's too many it can nearly throw your decisions another way you know say if a bride really loves her makeup and then someone says, oh, I don't know. Like, you know yourself, it can just put you into a different, like a spiral. And you're, you're, you're just unsure. Yeah. Um, myself, as a bride, like me as a bride, I did like went myself. I did a lot of things myself because I just sometimes feel if there's too many opinions, it can really throw you. Sometimes if you're nervous, by all means, you can bring your mom or a bridesmaid. But I don't feel there's need to bring everybody. The full Tom, um, Dick and Harry. Yeah, I just don't. I just think that, you know, to too many opinions, you know yourself, it just can make things a little harder. Um, wear something light in colour as well, like something cream or white, because I just feel sometimes as well, if you're wearing a fluorescent pink top, it can only reflect off your skin and it again it'll look completely different on the day as well so wear something like a cream jumper a white jumper um it'll just it look makeup always looks completely different if you have a lighter color on um Mm -hmm. because obviously like pink or blue or things like that will reflect off your skin and again your bridal will look different that's a really really good point um but patricia do you have a set number of people that you can do on a day? Like what's, what is the, what's the setup? And do you sometimes have to bring extra people? So what, what's your advice? So if a bride turns around and says, okay, there's myself, there's three bridesmaids, there's my mother, there's my partner's mother, and then actually his or hers two sisters. Like what, what, what way does that work? Um, so to be honest, from my own pers- um, um, experience, I suppose I ever the most I ever did was uh, seven people, but wow. uh, realistically, realistically now um, six is really the maximum to obtain the best quality in order to run run the day very smoothly and to allow for relaxed time to start and avoid delays. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to put the pressure on a single makeup artist with uh, seven people and then start at 6 a.m. o'clock, uh, 6 a.m. in the morning and, you know, to finish by 12 or one o'clock. And then there's always things happening during the day. Someone comes in late, someone leaves, someone has to go, has a phone call, whatever it is. 
Um, so it's always better to kind of play safe. Like uh, for me personally, you know, like six is the perfect timing and I can um, make sure that people are looked after in a quality service. Um, so if there's more than that, it's really safe to have an assisting MUA. Um, but that also has to be communicated in advance. So ideally you have that information roughly thought about in your head Prior to your trial, you pop that into your email and say within the final email of confirmation of your wedding makeup artist um, that this is also a part of the um, uh, mention that you actually have a scheduled day. What I like to do, I like to schedule my day. I know some people don't, but this is just a rough idea of time when someone is sitting down, when the bride is sitting down, uh, when the mother of the bride is, is there. So roughly people have an idea of when to come and this kind of gives them the stress-free morning because at the end of the day, you want to remember that morning that it was a really peaceful moment in time that you felt cheerful, you had relaxed atmosphere. So you don't really want to put a pressure on anybody. Mm -hmm. um, you can draft in extra makeup, but again, you would require an assisting MUA and sometimes to source an assisting MUA and especially in a high season, it's, it can be hard. It's as well, really you don't have to get a threshold of higher numbers to make it worth their while. You kind of almost need to have another six, we'll say. Exactly. To, to be to, to make it financially sound because you're going to be charged anyway. So Yeah, so I mean, you know, as it as it the day goes, sometimes uh, people don't see the backstage work when you have to travel, wake up three o'clock in the morning to get to the wedding for six a.m. and do the six faces one after the other, look happy and uh, make sure everybody's looked after and like, look and happy hear all the jokes itself. behind the scenes <laughs> and be happy and you know you're kind of sitting there and you're like, why is she not sitting down? You know, so I it's know. like. It, people don't see that but you know we have that inner peace and we just come we do the job we do it the best we can so that's why it's very important for you guys to make sure that you know when you like when you have that communication on the trial strong when brief. you have that communication when you dm you already know what to schedule in you start searching for an assisting MUA if you need one you have plenty of time to decide so that gives you a peace of mind yeah. um to kind of, you know, have the preparations the way you want, you know? Yeah, of course. And and um, Kira, just going back a little bit before we even get, I suppose, to the day, and, and we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute, but we talked about the trial earlier and you, you mentioned something <clears throat> and and we were we were chatting about it. But like, so just so I have this right, if somebody is not happy with their trial, so... Yeah. You mentioned that, you know, there's the back and forth and the communication to get it right. But if they're if they're just you, you both realize that we're not the right match for each other. What happens then? Let the makeup artist know. I mean, that definitely does happen. You know what I mean? Sometimes you're not the right fit for the right person. And that's absolutely fine. Like sometimes people like on a whim, like Pamela said, they're like booking your makeup artist, like making sure you're booking the makeup artist that you like their work of, like look on their Instagram page, see that their work is what you want to recreate on your wedding day. Um, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. There's no, you know, just 
be honest, just say, look, I don't think my makeup art, my makeup suited me. Thank you very much. And, you know, move on. It's as easy mm-hmm. as that, really. Um, I mean, there are definitely things you could tweak. You, I mean, like, say if they, because sometimes like that, they do bring in an image and they're like, okay, this is what I want to do on my wedding day. And this is what I want to do at the trial. And then sometimes you could get to their actual wedding day and they've completely, it's a whole new look they want. Then, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean they're showing you like a red lip and a liner or something. And then on their wedding day, they're like, actually, do you know what, here I want to do like a smoky eye and a nude lip but they have confidence in you that you're able to recreate that because they've yeah. seen your Instagram they see that you can do all these different looks so sometimes that does happen like I had a bride the other day it was in the Dean Hotel actually just before Christmas there and the makeup that I did on her trial was one look and then when I got to her wedding day she was like actually Kira, can you use this this and this I mean gave me three products and was like this is how I want my makeup done I've tried it myself I just want you to do it professionally for me and I was like oh yeah no problem and it was actually look I had never done before and I was so like it was oh great my god, to be I challenged like that yeah <laughs> yeah and I said to her oh my god I absolutely love this thank you so much she was like oh my god no she actually apologized to me first she was like I'm so sorry Kira. this is probably something that you never do on anyone but this is what I want my makeup to look like and I was like no thank you so much I absolutely love this this is something different for me to do and even the products that I was using it was actually Kevin Arquan primer I'd never used it before and I had an assistant with me and I was like oh my god Emer, look at that look at this primer how amazing it is and the two of us were in awe like how gorgeous it was on her skin and like that you're constantly learning like it's I love that with like our job you're constantly learning new products new skills and I love the makeup artist or the bride that actually puts me to the test because it's actually something new um that I'm doing and I I'm learning and it's amazing I actually yeah. love it and it's such and an evolving I like industry. that like it would be boring if you pleased every single person that you work on it's actually nice sometimes when you get the challenging bride it's like no I want my liner this way and I want my liner that way it's actually nice because it's actually making you improve on your skills so you know it's it's not a bad thing if you're not the right fit for that person yeah I I, I get that and rejection is protection oh yeah <laughs> definitely you know <laughs> I love that motto I'm gonna put that on a t-shirt um <laughs> Pamela the obviously you can want a certain look but the skin may not be permitting so you know obviously and I've heard this from so many makeup artists it's all about the canvas really about how how good the skin is and I know all of you talk about skin a, a huge amount but you know I did a I was very conscious of having my skin and you know peak shape for my wedding day even though I still got a breakout from the stress but what advice do you have for brides on the preparation for that that I suppose that maybe that year period and and that's why I think it's actually really good to get the trial as early as possible because at least you can be put on a program that your your makeup artist will recommend for your skin type it's 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 brilliant like what do you what do you recommend um like Personally, I specialize in makeup, so skin and like I do a lot of skincare, but I'm not a skincare therapist. So I would always recommend my brides visit a skincare therapist minimum six months, if not 12 months before the wedding and get a consultation and find out what products they need to be using for their skin type, for any skin conditions that they have. And to stick to that routine religiously every single day, every single morning, every single night and visit their skincare therapist regularly, have facials. Um, like They don't need to spend an absolute fortune. It's more about the routine and using the yeah. correct products. And drinking so water. Oh, even something as simple as number drinking one. water. Exactly, yeah. Um, That's number one. Yeah, just making sure the skin is as hydrated as possible. Um, but definitely, I think that the number one tip is visit a skincare therapist minimum six months before the wedding because it take it does take a good couple of months for the skin to turn over, renew itself. Um, and you're giving your skin time that if it doesn't like a particular product, 
you can change it and try something else. Don't try any new products the month or a couple of weeks before your wedding. If you have a reaction or um, if your skin doesn't like it, 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 like, yes, we can cover it, but we don't want to have to cover things. We want your skin to be in as good a condition as possible. Yeah. And that's it. You want the full the full confidence in it. And Haley, you know, there's obviously there's like a million enhancements people can get between HD brows, lash extensions, the list goes on. So what do you recommend around timelines? Like for you as a makeup artist, do you like them to have that done on at the trial or, you know, or is there a kind of like we prefer you to cut off getting something like that X amount of weeks in advance? It's, it's a hard thing because, see, a lot of brides, they may live in Australia, they may live in England. So sometimes they mightn't, some mightn't get a trial because they mightn't have time. Um, some mightn't get to you till six weeks before and they're letting their eyebrows grow till last minute. So, look, whatever works for people. Um, I do personally, um, like if they did want to get like a lash lift, you know, like the LVL, um, they have to consider that they might not be able to get false lashes because you, as a makeup artist, you can't actually get individual <laughs> lashes onto the, the eye. And I, I know there's other makeup artists here looking and they're like, they're like, if I see another one of those fecking <laughs> LVLs. <laughs> but you know what? Oh they my God, they're seriously. Amazing. If you were able to put one yourselves, you know. Yeah. Well, it, it, they look gorgeous trying to get liner over an LVL is just the worst yeah you're not going to have false lashes on your wedding day if you get them um, that's the thing and like some people don't want false lashes they just want to have natural put mascara on fair enough but um, yeah they, they a lot of them aren't told as well when they get LVL that they can't have false lashes so that's another thing to kind of I suppose consider um, but yeah like I suppose you know I, I always say as well, don't alter, like say if you do get, you know, HD brows and you want to try lamination out just before your wedding, I wouldn't try anything out just too close to the wedding, maybe six months before. You have a good year, really. Like a lot of people have a year when they get engaged. So maybe kind of try it out, you know, nine months, six months before, but I wouldn't kind of try anything out too close because, um, yeah, I have yeah. heard horror stories. I know. Like that. And then they're turning up with scabs want... all over their eyebrows. It's glorious. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, you don't want <laughs> so, things like that. So, you don't yeah, want so... things like that. And actually, I recorded a podcast. It's only a couple of it's only an episode back. Um, I did it with the laser and skin clinic. And there's a fountain of information there around timelines and treatments. Yeah. And it's all about the aesthetic treatments you can go for. Now, it's not like your LVL lashes or anything, but it's more that skin, the skin yeah. side of stuff, correctiveness, you know, whether you've got rosacea, you want to work yeah. on lines, all of that sort of thing. I have that covered in that episode and it's brilliant. They are so, so good in, in laser and skin clinic. Um, yeah. You know, and, and I think that is the whole thing is like, for me, what helped me was getting in. I did my trial probably about, I'd say about 10 months before the wedding, but it put me on yeah. like the straight and narrow to go, right, yeah. now I know what what the future, rather than coming up against the bumps or leaving it too too far out, it, that worked for me, but it may be different. As you said, there's people in Australia, there's all of that. So, I feel like the way it is now, um, because like a lot of the backlog of weddings have gone, but there still is a lot of weddings. And most bridal makeup artists are very busy because there's just so many weddings and everyone, you know, is getting married. So I do um, think that like a lot of makeup artists kind of say now four months, three months prior to the wedding to get their trial. Um, 
sometimes as well, I just feel like they don't have any idea of what they want. And mm-hmm. um, they don't know what their dress is going to be like. They don't know what the hair is going to be like. But a little closer, I feel like they have more idea. Mm, so yeah. every makeup artist is different. But for me, I prefer a bride to come to me about three months before because they have an idea of color schemes of you know their dress yeah it's a more hair, final idea like yeah. yeah yeah so that's why I I personally prefer it a little close not not too close but three months prior that's when I usually do a trial okay that's that's well, really, really good to know so, so not everybody yeah. needs to be as eager as I was then basically eager so fever. you would have been getting an email <laughs> and would be like this one 10 months out is she for feckin' real spanner coming in with their pinterest boards <laughs> i know i used to do trials i think a lot like like pushed out a lot more but i feel just now yeah. that you know they might have come to you for a second or a third and they really have no idea of what they want and um, so i do feel you know yourself if you have something you're a little bit more final on a look yeah like i changed even myself i i changed my idea of what i wanted i don't know how many times and i'm a makeup artist <laughs> you know so like that's that's why i feel like you know if you're a little bit more certain on your dress your hair things like that you can follow kind of that you know yeah you know it's a clearer palette to work from yes I love that so we'll get to the point now where we're actually look it's it's we're booked we're ready to go so Patricia the the payment like what way do brides pay now and what's the story with with industry averages like I get asked about averages and I suppose my political line on it is that look there is no average I hate averages because you could have somebody starting out that's charging very very little Versus someone like that's at the very top of their game who's under severe demand and has actually said, you know what, I'm only going to take 20 weddings a year and I'm going to, you know, charge big bucks for that. So it's very hard to find a middle ground with that. Like what's, you know, how does the payment process work and what's your view on people knowing whether, I suppose, whether they've got whether they're they're being charged the right amount because I always get yeah. asked like yeah. this makeup artist is saying it's 600 euro for this this and this is that right and I'm like well it depends on uh, the well that's skill. that's quite an interesting subject and to be honest with you this is quite an, an extensive subject that you could really elaborate on um I hope with the, uh, most of the girls that are here will agree with me that um when it comes to payments it's pretty straightforward um, there are options available. I'm sure we all agree that, you know, normally it, there's a bank transfer. There's options like PayPal, Revolut, obviously cash. Uh, you can also uh, discuss installments, say if it's a, you know, day of like six or seven brides where you might be paying nearly like six or seven hundred euro or more. Um, you could kind of ease off yourself on the day and kind of have installment payments if you want, if you uh, communicate that with your bride. That could be an option. Um, but ultimately, um, it has say, to be paid in advance. I uh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. you know, you do a service, you would be expected to be paid um, at the latest uh, of the day of the wedding. Okay. You would take a deposit. Uh, all the makeup artists, I presume, would take a, a deposit payment to reserve the date that has to be upfront uh, regardless. And it can be a minimum, um, more, more or less, like say maybe either 10% of the bridal quote or it could start from, say, I don't know, like I about 80 or starting from 80 euro and above. Um, so whatever the the amount is, you kind of pay um, as a deposit. Okay. When it comes to um, when it comes to industry average. OK, I have to agree with you on that, that there is no appropriate average. 
as it all goes down to a demand for an MUA experience, the skill that defines the unique price. And in fact, there was a big controversy on social media platforms like TikTok over brides that were raging on a service that they being scammed on uh, about being uh, the prices being extorting the business. And the woman questioned, there was an eight that questioned the $800 worth of service, which she found way too expensive. What she didn't mention actually was that it was for eight people. So imagine a single makeup artist having the pressure of doing eight people that morning. Some people don't understand that behind the, the business that some of us would have kits that are worth five to 10,000 euros. Wow. Um, and that doesn't even mention the, the, the cost of uh, skills we have to put in, the trainings we do on a yearly basis, uh, the taxes we pay, the, um, the overheads that we have. So it's all contributes to the service. Yeah, the, and to the, the there quality. is that assumption that sure, it's only makeup, but it's not. It's only this, makeup. This is a professional she industry. Does, she comes in, she slaps on a couple of faces and she goes off, has handy, euro in her pocket, <laughs> out she goes. Never mind the hours she spent trying to get a fake lash onto your LV, LVL lashes. Extra time. And I, you know, I hope all the other girls will agree with me that it is an art in itself as well. And I yeah. think we just need to start looking at the value that, that a person provides to you. You know, you do you value their work enough to, to go ahead with them? And to be honest with you, there is an MUA for every budget. So mm-hmm. you just need to do the research. That's all it's expected of you, you know. And actually, one thing that I found that I found quite interesting was that fast and cheap won't be good cheap and good won't be fast and fast and or smooth and good won't be cheap so yeah that's a good, you know what that's I mean? a good way you of churning it out that, yeah that's a good one I love that one um and and look it's so right and I think you know photographers deal with this videographers do anything in the creative mm-hmm. industry you know flowers oh my god they're they're everybody's in the same boat because it's it's a visual creative industry that relies heavily on the eye of the person that yeah. that's name is above the door you know yeah and um, so I, I can completely understand that um Kira the the you know Haley mentioned about you know being there on the morning and you know your job you know the whole thing of you're just so involved in the day with with the couple or with with the bride and the bridal party like is there anything that you would suggest that brides do to have ready on the morning of their wedding so like in terms of workspace and it's not always in their house it could be the hotel what 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 do you kind of what guidance do you give well prior to any brides coming in to me for their trial I send them an information email at exactly what to expect for coming in for their trial and everything and then on the morning I send them a big massive like it is massive information email of what to expect on the morning because it's the day where everything comes together so you can imagine there's a lot to go through I'm the very first person the, per- the bride will meet on the morning of the wedding as well so it's really important to be prepared because the time goes so quickly like so quickly and like brides are going to be saying oh my god we've loads of time we've loads of time and all this but honestly it goes by in a flash and um, so that's why I want them to know exactly what to expect so I send a list of like you know things like make sure you you think about where you want hair and makeup set up that's exactly how I start it make sure you think about where you want hair and makeup set up somewhere mm-hmm. in a calm space out of the chaos of everything of Definitely where all the traffic the is because as Irish people yeah. we 
all me in the kitchen and um, so generally I go in and I kind of sometimes they might put me in the kitchen or put me somewhere and I suss it out and I say no do you know I prefer to be over here or whatever so I'd move everything over or whatever so it's really important that you suss out where you want the hair and makeup artist to be set up I suggest in the most calmest place in the house because like that as well the bride is running around the morning of the wedding so when she sits in the makeup chair it's that moment where she sits down and she's like oh my god this is actually happening so it's her only kind of calm on the morning because then her hair and makeup is done the photographer arrives she's into the dressed dress and then it's all systems go then so I really really like to make sure that she enjoys that that's the time that you really enjoy you take it in you're there with all your best friends your girlfriends your mom your like auntie whoever your special people are in your life so it's really important to take that whole moment in and experience it so um, at the end of the email as well, there's loads of different points on the email, but generally as well, at the end of the email, I say copy and paste this into your bridesmaids group. So everyone is on the same page. That's super important. That the bridesmaids know what to expect as well, because sometimes if you're lucky, you might have somebody in your bridal group that has been married before and knows the whole process of the morning. But generally, sometimes there isn't. So it is the first time that you're going to experience this. Like I always say, sometimes it'd be great to have a pre-wedding experience and then have the real wedding because then you know what to expect. <laughs> because know. you always hear people saying to you like, oh my God, I didn't know this on my wedding day and I wish I did or whatever, you know. So it's really important that you know what to expect the morning of your wedding. Um, so I would say the calmest place in the house um, and then have things like good lighting, like beside a window, you know, don't have the heat not full blast as well because yeah, sometimes you need to be work sweating that. doing it, you know, the hair and the makeup and stuff. And like the same with the bridesmaids, everyone's roasting hot um, and the makeup isn't sticking to the face and, you know, you have to wait for them to cool down. So a nice temperature, you know, nice to relax music just try and make it as relaxing as possible because you are going to be nervous energy nervous excited so try and have calm people around you um, and minimum number of people there as well on the morning I always think it's a good idea sometimes you have neighbors calling in and like that's chaotic so try and just keep minimum people there on the morning and you know people are going to keep you calm and collected that's what I would kind of say I love that. And I suppose to all of you, I'll go around the table again. But if you could name one thing that a bride should keep in her clutch for the day of the wedding or for transitioning into the evening, what would it be? So I will start with you, Pamela. What what would you say? Definitely her lipstick. Okay. Your lipstick has to look fresh on all of your photos. And what li- what what's your like, what's the kind of the top lipstick at the moment that you're seeing? Mm, oh probably JK Magic by Charlotte Tilbury I just I love it I'm obsessed with it and it suits nearly everybody <laughs> yeah yeah it's a gorgeous tone isn't it yeah. Hayley yeah. what about you I would be Dance Floor Princess by Charlotte Tilbury JK Magic by Charlotte Tilbury uh, Soar Pencil by Mac they're all my favorites for years and they're definitely definitely ones that I constantly reuse okay love that one uh, Patricia, what about you? Are you going to um, I like go to, for Charlotte? I like to kind of gift my brides a little kind of uh, packs that oh, they carry with them. So it's always a little bit of a lipstick if they haven't purchased it themselves. Um, or if they're super oily, uh, blotting papers. Oh, great idea. A little bit of pow- maybe a little bit of powder just to take off the excess oil because it's excitement. It's everything. So even people with dry skin would get a little bit oiliness, especially on the T-zone. So maybe blotting papers. But like girls mentioned earlier, lipstick is a must um, or lip liner uh, for me. Uh, I will go with the Charlotte Tilbury Flow. So Pillow Talk or actually a Chanel 434, uh, which was sold out for such a long time, um, uh, would be would be my go to. 
I love that. And Kira, what about you? Um, I would say obviously lipstick that goes without saying. So I think it's unfair. I think she should give us two two things they should have in there. Um, <laughs> so definitely, okay, um, calm down, touching up. But um, another thing is concealer, a little bit of concealer, because I find sometimes if they're crying, which generally they are, yeah. um, if they're crying and like say if their nose gets a little bit runny, depending on what type of like time of the year they get married sometimes they can get like removal around their nose and stuff so a little bit of a concealer just to rub around their nose or on the corner of their eyes and just for little touch-ups but like that if you've booked a good makeup artist you could literally sleep in your makeup for a week and it won't come off do you know what I mean so once the setting spray and everything goes on um and yeah that's something I would say is just definitely a little concealer but apart from that you're not going to really need anything else because like that once it's set and everything is in place you won't need to touch up your blush or your contour or anything it should all stay in place do you know what I mean the only thing is the lips because like that maybe you're drinking or eating and stuff so you will need to touch up your lips but that's also something I say in my information email to my brides make sure that all the bridesmaids have a lipstick for topping up as well for the day and I always have that that when they sit in their chair with me that they have their lipstick for topping up the bridesmaids do because like that encourages them to top up their lipstick for photographs and it's all you know a lot of it is about your photographs that's the memory to make everyone look good in the photos is having good lips and good makeup and stuff so they encourage the bridesmaids then um, to top up and that's what a lot of brides are doing as gifts for bridesmaids now as well the little gift sometimes they give the bridesmaids on the morning is the lipstick that they're going to wear for the day a nice charlotte tilbury or something like that but i must say the charlotte tilbury my favorite is wedding bells the shade ah, wedding bells they have okay. a wedding range and mine's wedding bells yeah okay All so charlotte's charlotte's doing well out of <laughs> the bride industry is isn't she running the place she really is she, she really, is running really is. the place like it's crazy it used to be mac then it was ingla and now it's charlotte tilbury ladies Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. And thank you, audience, for tuning in. Of course, what I'm strongly urging you to do and what I get a sense of from all these ladies is to go and check out their Instagrams first and foremost. Um, That's where they save all of their pieces and go and save their posts, because that's really if you bring that in, just if you save that then into a folder in your Instagram, it makes for very easy reading for the girls. Um. And get in touch with them. Ladies, if I could just go around, just shout out your Instagram handle, if you don't mind. Kira, I'll start with you. So mine is Kira. It's spelled K-E-I-R-A-S-M-Y-T-H with an S on the end. A lot of people spell my name wrong, but it's K-E-I-R-A. It's Kira. Lovely. Pamela? Pamela Matthews, hair and makeup. Fabulous. Haley. Just Haley Coleman makeup. That's it. And Patricia? PR makeup art. Love it. Ladies, thank you so much. You've been so informative. I now feel absolutely horrific about myself having heard about all these glam tips (laughs) and and looking at you all in this screen. Um, But wishing you all a very, very happy and successful season ahead. Thank you so much. Same to you. Thanks for listening to Real Weddings with Sarah. Thanks to producer Ruth Devaney, voiceover extraordinaire Phil Colley, and Pink Champagne Wedding Band for our Cool Finds jingle. Join me next week where we will be chatting to another top guest to get the scoop about their wedding day and married life. Until then, you can find me at Irish Wedding Blog on social media channels.